Welcome back, Risk Check Podcast, episode 19. The gang is back together again. And we have a very special guest, watch collector, YouTuber, Beth T. How are you, Beth? Good. Good. Thank you for joining us today. Um, We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I follow your show, as do some of the guys with fans. And um, but first, before we get into that, uh, Rich Chen, you want to kick us off? No, that guy's that guy. Oh yeah, wait. Oh. Sorry. So hold on, <laughs> I forgot who was in our presence. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beth. Um, how's that song go? I wear a mean dark pair of shades. Exactly. Okay, we got uh, the wavy baby in town with us, <laughs> uh, Mister. I wear my sunglasses at night. Yes. What do you have on the wrist? Oh, man. So, um, you know, there's always some method to my madness. So I'm rocking the uh, G-Shock Cassio jellyfish. Okay. uh, To match with my translucent Louis Vuitton sunglasses. Are these glasses new? Yes, they are. That, that's, that's why you wear them. Listen, man, these were expensive enough. I should wear them every day. <laughs> okay. All right. Rockstar. Respect. I'm yes. digging the look. Thank you. Thank you. Very thank fashionable. You, you know. Try to uh, uphold my fit God standards. For a casual Thursday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a rainy Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you have? What are you wearing? The Omega. Tried and true. Literally, I don't know what it is. Every time we're like, okay, we're going to film a show or whatever, I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab a watch and bust it out. Just don't do it. I don't even think yeah. about it. Just put on the Omega and keep it going. I mean, yeah. That's what it's I'm there gonna get for. I'm going to get a new strap for it, though. So yeah, we were talking about that last yeah, time. It's getting worn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time um, change. But every time it looks better, man. I, I mean, I, I love that piece. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I, it's, a, it's the black dial. The black dial does it. That's really what does it. Yeah. You can't really find vintage Omegas or black dials. I don't know very many. Um, today, I'm wearing um, a watch I don't wear often. I'm wearing the green OP. Mm. So this is the second time this is going to make an appearance on the show. Um, thank you. I like it with your jacket. I tried to coordinate. There are hints of green. I'm not as cool as this guy, but you know, I I was like forest vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I love this piece. Sorry, you're a woodsman today. I'm I'm a little some between woodsman and western. Mm -hmm. Um, Complete opposite. Yeah, I'm just like full on uh, Woodstock. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I try to give the thing a spin a a couple of times a week, and um, I don't know. Today felt right. So I'm, I'm going with this. Um, what do you have on the wrist? I see something special. Um, it is a very special watch to me, actually. I'm wearing my AP Royal okay. Oak 15450. So it's the 37 millimeter, just stainless steel white dial. Nice. It's actually a very special watch to me. And I actually can't seem to put her down. Why is she so special? Uh, we'll get into that in a bit, but she's okay. actually my wedding watch. Oh! Why, so I literally have not been able to put her down for a very long time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. I think this is the first AP we've had on the show, if I'm not mistaken. I'm I don't think AP anyone gal. else has brought by an AP. I think this I is think number right. one. Yeah, I think I'm the, right. Think yeah, this right. is the first AP. Yeah. That's incredible. We'll, we'll have number two soon. There you go. There's, yeah, a, okay. there's some foresight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, All right. Yes, yes. All right. All right. I'm not mad at that. So um, you are a watch collector. You are a YouTuber. You have a very popular channel. Um, You want to give us a little bit uh, of a background on that and and yourself? Yeah. So I I just go by Beth. I am more just a watch enthusiast. Okay. But I have a couple of other passions. I'm also a dancer by heart. 
I am a New Yorker. Respect. Not, yeah, born and raised in New York. Where in New York? Was raised in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. What part? I'm from the North Bronx. So I grew up on Seton Avenue, like on the border of Mount Vernon. Okay. You know where Mount St. Michael Academy yep, is? Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Fordham Road, Kingsbridge. Fordham Gal. Road. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Fordham. So that's where my roots are, but mm-hmm. Bronx girl by heart. Respect. At heart. And I'm really just, I'm just a person. I yeah. actually prefer when people just come up to me and say hi, because we all love the same things. I share a lot of passions and hobbies, and I just like to meet and talk to people about some of those passions sometimes. That's incredible. And one of those passions happens to be watches. Yeah. So I started my YouTube channel, let's see, 2020, late 2020. And I basically just do watches from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. So various videos. I don't really have a set format. I okay. just go off. Kind of go with the flow. Go with the flow. Depends on what I film. Depends on what I feel like. But really just a feminine perspective, mm-hmm. a woman's perspective. Because I realized the way a man looks at a watch is very different than the way a woman looks at a watch. How does a woman look at a watch? Me, personally. Yes. How do which, you look at one? I am more on the, I love my handbags, I love my jewelry, I love my watches, you know, women love that stuff, and I love my makeup, and when I look at a watch, it fits in that ensemble, Mm -hmm. so unlike, not all men, unlike most men who look at a watch for the mechanics, the movement, the brand, the the actual what's inside of the watch, Mm -hmm. I just look at a watch superficially, and if it's pretty, if it works with my hair, my outfit, my skin tone, my jewelry, my purse that mm-hmm. day, I'll go for it. So it's a little more of an accessory. Yeah, it yeah. literally is. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, I feel like a lot of people, they, they, I think like there's a larger community of people that I think look at watches that way. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this on the show before. One of those people that come to mind to me is Ralph Lauren, yes. yep. who's an avid collector. He has a collection of like a bunch of military watches, few few Panerais. But his approach to, uh, and he has a lot of Cartiers too, but his approach to uh, watch collecting, um, and he's very, very particular about what he collects, is more so about like how it fits into his day and how he feels in his mood. Yep. So I think there's, I think you probably have like a little more in common with a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so what got you into watches, essentially? Was there... Was there a moment? Was something that happened? Was it a particular piece? When did it click for you where it was like, okay, this is, this is the rabbit hole I'm going down? So I used to be one of those people, though still guilty because I'm sure most of us do it. I used to, I didn't wear a watch uh, growing up for a long time. I used mm-hmm. to just use my phone to okay. check the time. And it coincided with test taking growing up because whenever we would take our in New York, we have, you know, the SHSATs, the SATs, all these standardized tests, mm-hmm. and they obviously don't allow phones. Yeah. Um, they allow watches. Of course, not like fancy watches where mm-hmm. they're digital and yada, yada. And I realized how important a watch was because when the tests came around, I didn't have a watch. Mm. And it is so important to know how much time you have yeah. left to take a <laughs> test, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, oh, I need a watch. And it coincided with that moment growing up when... I feel like you get to a point in your life at some point when you're an adult, you realize you need a watch. Yeah. It's just a certain feat, a certain stage in your life mm-hmm. where it, it just shows, okay, you're grown up now. It kind of feels like you're, it, it, it can be your first step 
mm-hmm. into adulting. Kind of a milestone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like a milestone. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'm an adult now. Yeah, it's like, like your first car. Exactly. Your first mm-hmm. watch, your first yeah. apartment kind of thing. Yeah. It's like you're paying bills now, so you might as well use some of the money and treat yourself. <laughs> exactly. And get you something that's going to tell you when that bill is due. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's also, I think it's also a sign of professionalism. Sure. Once you start growing up, because people really... You know, you can't go into a meeting and whip out your phone mm-hmm. in a meeting. It's That's very unprofessional. So mm-hmm. it's very important to have a watch in those moments sure. as you're doing these interviews. So I realized, okay, I kind of need a watch. Mm-hmm. I wasn't into it, but I took a chance. Honestly, went into Macy's one day. Okay. And I was like, let me just find a watch. Sure. And... For someone who's not into watches back then, didn't know anything, I was, you know, I knew my Michael Kors, I knew Fossil, okay. I knew G-Shock. Yeah. Um, I I was a, like a handbag. I actually was into handbags before I was into watches. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, I don't want a Michael Kors, but I want something fashion-y. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but take a guess at what my first watch was. What I picked personally oh, picked? at Macy's. At Macy's? <laughs> Mm. I'm gonna guess. Go ahead. It, I'm gonna guess it was a guess watch. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a lot of guesses. A Seiko. Seiko. Okay. Macy's. Mm-hmm. Was it a uh, like just a woman into handbags, and I go in and pick a watch. Gucci. That's a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Pretty on par with those. I but kind of not really. Okay. Very. It's a very shocking one. I still shock myself to this day. I chose a Hugo Boss. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I went. I actually went straight for the men's watches. Yeah. Which is a really interesting That's sign interesting. to where I am now. Yeah. But I, I literally chose a Hugo Boss. I told, I asked the sales associate, what's your biggest watch and what are the biggest numbers on it? Like, I just wanted giant case, giant numbers, super legible. So mm. do you kind of shy away from smaller watches? Are you, I do. Are you, you, so naturally, yeah. like bigger cases appeal to you yeah and this sounds kind of funny but i'm i have really bad eyesight okay and on par with test taking because i literally got my watch for test taking mm-hmm. i wanted to know the time like that you wanted to be able to like see it. Like, so legibility was incredibly a important huge to you. one so i was like i need to see the numbers i need to glimpse at it and know the time exactly mm-hmm. like quick 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 so i chose i think it was like a 42 millimeter wow hugo boss men's mm-hmm. watch it was super legible I used that baby until the battery died, and it's, I still have it. The battery's still dead. <laughs> wow. It's hard to get rid of your first watch. Yeah. I think it was like 200 bucks. It was a really big step of mine. I remember walking into school, and everybody was like, what are you wearing? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm wearing a watch. And they were like, it kind of fits you. I was like, thank you. <laughs> but That's cool. It's, a, it's an interesting sign as to how far I come to this day that that was my taste back then. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And still is now. Yeah. So um, If someone had to... If you were offering advice to someone, I imagine you have friends that follow you. Mm-hmm. And so, because even like with us, we find ourselves in a place now where a lot of people are asking us our opinions on watches. And yeah. I, I, I think typically we try to steer people towards things that they like, but it's, it's difficult sometimes if, if they don't know. Mm-hmm. What would be like today, like fast forward, knowing what you like and what your taste is, um, what would you uh, advise yourself back then to buy if, if from today's perspective? What's a great first watch? My answer has kind of been the same for the last few years. Okay. Um, and I did a video on it. I still stand by this answer every single person I meet. It's a Cartier Santos. Yeah. yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. Men and women. Yeah. Especially for women, which is my market, Mm because I do my watches for women and from a woman's perspective. But for men alone, the Santos is a very unisex watch. Yeah. You know, it's a very... It's just so classic. Mm -hmm. It's so clean. Uh, The screws do drive me a little crazy, not going to lie. Being an AP (laughs) gal, they're not all aligned, and I have a bit of OCD, so that does bug me a bit. Mm -hmm. But the design of that watch, I mean, it sits so flat and close to your wrist. It does. It's dressy yet casual at the same time. It's kind of the perfect white T-shirt and jeans watch We talk about this all the time. The the idea of juxtaposition. It just works so well. That's what I love about Cartier Mm -hmm. is that they do have a lot of pieces that I think traditionally with most people – they think, oh, I have to wear a suit. This is for an event, an engagement. But there is something about it's, – it's kind of a very powerful move yeah. to go out in jeans and a T-shirt and wear, like, a Santos. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you look at, like, a Kanye or even, like, a Tyler who will do that and, and throw the crash on, which exactly. is, like, a huge deal. Yeah. Like, I kind of like that. I'm into that. For sure. Yeah. And one of, one of my um, biggest callbacks to, to just how you were saying as far as how you – start of your watch journey um because it's something that we've always reiterated on the show is like you should invest in what you like mm-hmm. make sure that it has a purpose um make sure that it speaks to you it shouldn't be about the brand it should be about um how relevant relative it is to the functionality that you do have so you're like listen i need a big legible watch because my eyesight is the way it is and i have all these studies and so on and so forth so um I never really, so when someone asks ask me about what watch should I invest in, it's like, well, what's your purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Um, there's nothing wrong with getting fashion watches and the Michael Kors, the Hugo Bosses, all of those kind of brands. There's nothing wrong with them. But, you know, if you want something that does have a little bit more of contribution to horology, mm-hmm. then there are other options. And that's where, you know, someone like yourself or us, um, at Risk Check Pod, um, we come in to kind of answer those questions. I think yeah. Cartier Santos is an excellent choice too for someone that, if 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 being if brand consciousness is something that is important, you want to wear something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, but also going back to the idea of like how it fits your person, aesthetics, the beautiful watches. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Cartier is Cartier for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, especially if you, if you think about like the new Santos, the Dumont that they Love just dropped, the, the, oh my gosh. The, the gold, like yeah. fire. Yeah. Love Even it. the mystery watch, that one the mystery watch one is, every single day. I mean, day. Cartier blew me away with watches and 100. wonders, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. So around, you know, the idea of the first watch, I know your first watch isn't here, but what's the earliest piece here? that we have today because you brought some watches for us to take a look at. I'm trying to think back on the What's the eldest one here? It's the Rolex. It's the Pepsi. It's the Pepsi GMT. I started my journey with Rolex. On a Jubilee bracelet. You started your journey with Rolex. (laughs) Explain. Yeah, I mean, so after the, let's see, after that Hugo Boss, Mm -hmm. Once the battery died, I was like, all right, new watch. (laughs) Not even going to change the battery, just new watch. You know, I tried. I think I did. But then the battery died again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I think I need to upgrade to a mechanical watch. Mm -hmm. But then actually before I got into mechanical watches, I got into an Apple watch when it first got uh, released. Because I'm very much 
being a dancer, I, I'm into fitness, so I wore the Apple Watch for a very long time. It's as well. so convenient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just hate that. You know, it depends if if you want your watch to talk to you. Sure. Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's you know, loud. It's yeah. loud. It can, yeah. You're it in doesn't a meeting shut and up. It keeps, sure. It keeps dinging. So I was like, all right. I, I was wearing that for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then I realized, oh, I need like a mechanical watch, something yeah. a little more investment worthy, something where the battery won't die. Mm -hmm. And let's take a dive into whatever the watch world is. I love that because when you when you think about um, the history of timekeeping, the history of watches, the quartz movements, battery operated watches mm -hmm. were supposed to be an improvement mm -hmm. on mechanical yeah. watches. Yeah. And one of the biggest inconveniences is having to change the, the battery. battery. And it's so easy for like when that point happens where you kind of just leave it. Like I think about like how many Timexes I have yep. yeah. in my drawer just because I haven't gotten around to changing the battery. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we're at a point where it's the reverse, where it's like now the upgrade is going back to analog. Yeah, going to a mechanical piece that you can just move or wind and it just Exactly, works. like it just works. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. um, what was it about the Pepsi that that called you? What was it about this piece in particular that was like, that's the one, I gotta have this? So I actually started, so I first dived into Rolex, mm -hmm. but the first watch that got me deep into Rolex and falling in love with all these other sports models like the Pepsi mm -hmm. and yada yada, the first one that got me in was actually, it's still like a prized possession of mine. It's the 41 Datejust mm -hmm. white dial Jubilee bracelet white gold fluted bezel okay nice i describe it as the rolex version of this watch sure very very like my royal oak it's a very dressy piece mm -hmm. it's actually the watch that i wear when i attend weddings oh okay and you know fancy events and galas and mm -hmm. cocktail parties because it's a very dressy watch mm -hmm. love that piece so much it's so it's just so clean and crisp especially the white gold fluted bezel yeah that watch got me deep in the Rolex rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started going crazy from there. I was like, oh my God, this watch is amazing. So it kind of just opened the doors for mm -hmm. you to what they, mm -hmm. what they offer. And it was a date just, yeah. you know, but then I was like, what else is there? <laughs> and when I got into Rolex, there were models in the cases. Sure. There was... It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It wasn't that long this ago. This is still a relatively yeah. new advent. There were explorers in the cases. There were sky dwellers in the cases. There it's were, so funny. There was a, a platinum Daytona ago. on display, wow. which I turned down. My biggest regret to <laughs> Literally a platinum Daytona on the window, not even in the case. Wow. Like That's in crazy. the window. And I was like, oh. But now I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's the same as like the John Mayer too. Like the John Mayer. Yeah, Mayer's. that was also yeah. on display I've, back yeah. then. I've seen every variation of Platinum Daytona on display in the window, in the boutique. Wow. Mm -hmm. And people were just not buying them. Yep. They couldn't sell it. it every was on variation. The, yeah, yeah you, you literally would like yeah. beg a guy diamond, to like. Diamond bezel, diamond dial, pave dial with diamond bezel. All three variations. Oh my God. Yeah. So Beth, I have a question because um, we share on the show my connection with Rolex um, started with my father. Um, Perry's connection with Rolex started with his father. Mm -hmm. Ben as well, he has a connection with Rolex. Um, but it seems like your story kind of started, um, like you kind of built your collection on your own. Like it wasn't any kind of influence or any kind of white noise that kind of or got you into watches. Or was there? Okay, I'm going to give him credit where it's due because he hates when I don't give him credit. But it was actually my husband that got me into Rolex. Okay. And he 
he has an extensive watch collection mm -hmm. and he has a couple of Rolexes from a long time ago. And when he started resurfacing some of his watches, he took out his Explorer. And I it was Explorer 1. Explorer 2. Okay. 2, um, it was either black or white dial. Yeah. He brought it home one day and I was like, what's that? This is after I got my date just. Okay. So I see the watch and it was technically my first ever exposure to a sports watch, mm -hmm. let alone a Rolex sports watch. Right. Because I, I always thought, oh, Rolex, yellow gold day date, yep. you know, white dial date just. I mm -hmm. was very classic Rolex. I didn't know much about the sports models. I see his Explorer and I fall in love immediately. Explorer 2 is a great watch. That's, that's my favorite, favorite Rolex. That's his favorite Rolex. It's number one on my list. I love the, I love the Explorer 2 more than the one. It's yeah, the, same. Yeah. So I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's a Rolex. This is the Explorer. I was like, oh. So I start doing more research. Mm -hmm. And then I, that's when I start diving deep into the sports watches. Okay. And the idea of a GMT fascinated me because I was like, this watch can tell me two time zones. Yeah. What? Like I don't have to go on world like world clock on my iPhone. Yeah. And check what time it is across the world versus what time it is here when I'm traveling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that fascinated me, and I loved the colors. Like I know the ba the Batman's a popular one, but I much prefer the Pepsi because I love I love bright colors more than uh, black dials or black colors. So. Yep. Just the, the blue and the red, I fell in love, and I was chasing it hard. Love the Jubilee bracelet as mm -hmm. well. So that's how this one kind of came to be. Yeah, it's at its purity too, because that's the original colorway and that's also the original bracelet. Yep. Yes, it that's is. That's true because, yeah, the Pepsi I, originally came out of Jubilee first. I love what you said about like not having to check the app because when I think about GMTs, I, I, I think about apps, like phone apps. Like this mm -hmm. is like mm -hmm. really one of the first like applications. Yes. Like practical that most people practical, can use, yeah. you know, in terms mm -hmm. of like you being on the go. Like we know watches that have like all these complications yeah. and grand complications. That we but tend like, not to use. Yeah. <laughs> but like anybody can use a GMT. If mm -hmm. you're taking a flight anywhere, you know, internationally, but even domestically, if you're going coast to coast, this comes in handy. Yep. Oh, right. Totally, you got yeah. your local time and then you got the your time wherever time. else, your travel time. Yep. yep. Um, so I, I, I love that. And um, it's classic. I mean, yeah. You know, the blue and the red is like, it's called Pepsi. It's yeah. like, it's American. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, that, that watch is also really special to me because like a, we said, GMT, mm -hmm. it is my go-to most used travel watch. Okay, yeah. Um, so I did a, an episode, uh, a video where I was telling people this is my favorite go-to mm -hmm. travel watch. And it can be any GMT, honestly, like Rolex makes so many. Mm -hmm. But I just love the colors on the Pepsi, but... That watch has been on a lot of trips with me. That's awesome. So it holds a lot of memories. Whenever I think of that watch and pick it up, I immediately get flashbacks of all the trips I've taken, all the people mm -hmm. I've been with on those trips. And it's a very sentimental piece. It's nice to have timepieces that are, um, like it's great to have you know those items that you can like kind of wear and do whatever with, but when you do have those items that are like tied to specific uses mm -hmm. or have like specific intentions behind them, that's like a really beautiful thing because that's the opportunity or the spaces when you find that you create those memories. Mm -hmm. And so being that this is your travel watch, this is the watch that, that moves with you, that goes from coast to coast, that travels the world with you. Um, I think that's awesome. Totally. Um, in terms of, you know, so there was, 
there was a bunch of stuff that happened recently. This has got me thinking of, but uh, <laughs> so watches and wonders passed. Yeah. And I'm curious what what your take on on what we just saw was. What do you love? Uh, well, yeah. Let's start with that. What did you love? I know you love the Dumont. I love. I think that's watch. unanimous. Oh. Yeah, yes. That's yeah. clean sweep. Um, we all love it. But love what it. was what was outside of that? What were what was the piece that you think like stole the show? Oh, Z piece. Or maybe let's start with brand. What brand okay. do you think had the best showing? It's between two. Okay. But if I had to pick one, we'll circle back on the one that lost. But if I had to pick one, I think it's Vacheron. Vacheron. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think two twenty twos for the crew. Uh, two like, no. two twos for the crew, but still the Yo, that might crazy. that might have to be the name of the episode. Two twenty two for the crew. We got it. That was That's my, like no. That, that when I made that comment, I'm hoping it goes viral. Like, <laughs> I like press sent, and yeah. then I was like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, was it the two twenty two that tipped it over for you? It. it I mean. I, I thought there were a couple of brands that had like just outstanding showing. Vacheron was up there for me. Yes. And for me, what tipped it over was that watch. But I they had a lot was, of other great pieces too. I think it was just partially the 222. Okay. Um, I do think Vacheron stole the show, but the 222 was just partial. That's a stunning watch. Mm -hmm. I actually fell in love with that watch when I saw it vintage mm -hmm. on display and when I saw that they were making it come back mm -hmm. it was like oh my god amazing yeah and it's just it's a stunning piece it's, yeah it's kind of it's, it's yellow gold mm -hmm. but it looks like the same yellow brush vintage gold like the omega apollo 11 okay the moonshine yep 50th anniversary it mm -hmm. reminds me of that it's like a little dusty a little dusty yeah, yeah, very nice. wearable it's old. yeah it's looks old but also because they're bringing it back a little new mm -hmm. and it's perfect for female because females because Vacheron doesn't make a lot of classic non-diamond non-pink women watches yeah very few there are very few overseas for women so that was just a perfect addition for Vacheron that got that can get women into their into their doors mm -hmm. like I would rush down the street to get that watch if I could yeah. <laughs> but I say partial because the other watch that stole the show for me for Vacheron was actually, I don't know if you guys saw it, the Overseas Turbion Skeleton. Yes. Yes. I love that I watch. posted that watch, mm -hmm. I think. I love it So I'm a so big much. fan of the Overseas. Huge. He's no. not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I think it's great. Yeah. To be fair, I like the Overseas, just standard time only Overseas. Okay. In the 37. I just think that's fine. Yeah. Oh, the thirty-seven. Yeah, I prefer. I don't mind smaller watches. Yeah. I almost prefer them. So, like you, the watch that you're wearing, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get one. I don't like the forty-one Royal Oak. I don't really care for the Jumbo unless there's like some crazy complication on it. I love the Offshore, but that's just because I mean, the Offshore I just think is cool as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to Royal Oak, just give me the thirty-seven. Sure. But did you know that the because I have the thirty-seven overseas, the mm -hmm. female one, which is actually now discontinued. Apparently, yeah. they told me. Did you know that the blue on that one is not the same as the same as the blue overseas? Yeah, it's a the different, male one. It's a, it's a little more color. matte. Yeah. Yeah. The finishing on the dial is different, mm -hmm. and I, I like it better. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> very interesting. And, and I think the blue on the overseas dual time is too dark. That is true. In it certain looks black. lighting, it looks black. Yeah, it looks black. Mm -hmm. 
I also think the the watch is too. Just keep just keep it going. What else do you hate? I I hate that the damn pushers for the date. Why is that a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on. That's my biggest gripe. I think. Damn, I love the overseas though. All right, I'm done. No, I feel you. Listen, the two 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 coming back great. I want one. We all want one. Vastron, please send them to us. Engrave them. I'm a fan of the overseas. You have you have this here. The dual time. This is beautiful. Um, I love it. I mean, so the overseas is what got me into Vacheron. Okay. It is my favorite Vacheron watch. When I saw, so my husband has the the overseas chronograph, mm-hmm. and I saw that watch and I fell in love. But the problem is that chronograph. I think it's a forty-two or is it a forty-one? Forty-two. It's forty-two. It's a forty-two, but it's super thick because the overseas, unless you have like a perpetual calendar or a skeleton it's they're not thin mm-hmm. so it's really thick and so i can't wear a 42 for the overseas okay and pushing not even a 41 mm-hmm. like barely and so i was like does vacheron make a smaller overseas and i know they make the regular one but then i saw the dual time when it came out and i was like i need to have this watch <laughs> and i got this watch right before they made the change to wear blue dials are boutique exclusive because mm-hmm. i got it from my dealer and not wow. the boutique at the time mm. I just fell in love with this watch because the bracelet, I mean, the Maltese cross mm-hmm. along the bracelet. Bracelet's fire. Very unique. I'm a fan. Of, yeah, I'll give you yeah, that. The bracelet, the bracelet, the bracelet is always. The yeah. bracelet is I, I will also say I do love that they give you a rubber strap and mm-hmm. a leather strap. Yeah. All inclusive. Just, That's great. I don't know. And the blue is dark, but like, I love it. I don't it's mind just, it because, you know, when the sun hits it, mm-hmm. it, then it just shines. Yeah. It's kind of like a lacquer mm-hmm. almost. They don't really, they don't give away their secret. There's not much info on the dial itself and how they make it but it's almost like a lacquery blue that just honestly hands down i think they make the best i mean blue. i would be a very proud owner of this watch i think they make the best blue yeah so um beth also gmt so yeah i know theme. i know you um you have like a really extensive collection um and vc being one of the brands that actually um that you are a fan of for um you know, watches and wonders. Uh, is would you have? Would you say that uh, Vacheron Constantine is like your favorite watch brand? No, um, I don't have. Uh, that's a very hard one. So I don't have a favorite watch brand. Mm-hmm. I have favorite watch brands, girl. Sure. But I find that you know, I get. I literally was at an event the other day, and some women were asking me as they got to know more of what I do and got to meet me. They asked me, what's my favorite watch? And I tell them I don't have a favorite watch. My taste literally changes every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, a watch that I used to love last year won't quite make it in the rotation this year. Okay. And going forward, I know that'll keep changing. But I do have some like go-to favorites and standbys. I'd say top two brands that I gravitate towards, which might be really shocking because I do a lot of Rolex videos and a lot of Rolex <laughs> posts. I probably have in my collection majority Rolexes. Okay. But probably top two are going to be AP and Vacheron. Respect. Yeah. Okay. And then in my top favorite watches, definitely including an AP, including mm-hmm. a Vacheron. Okay. But never a favorite, just favorites. Sure. Okay. I, I vibe with that. I mean, I do have a favorite brand, but um, a lot of these other companies are making that incredibly difficult today. Mm-hmm. Um you know, especially like when you when you look at 
what Cartier presented to us at Watch totally. the Wonder. Yes. Like, I mean, for me, just completely like stole the show. Yeah. Um, but continue with Watch the Wonders. Was there anything that you had hoped to see that you didn't? Because I know all, all of a lot of us had like like a there were like all the predictions people were trying to make, uh-huh. and then B it was like what do you want to see? Yeah. Like my thing personally was like I was hoping for a Tudor Ranger, hmm. and you got pretty close. I got close. Got close. <laughs> I wanted a Tudor Ranger or a BB fifty eight GMT. Yes, and they kind of just mix both. They, they just made it, it, it just made like a little perfect match. Pretty much. What was your thing? Was there anything that you were like hoping to see? Okay. Um, honestly, I kind of hoped more from Rolex. I think everybody. Ding was ding ding. Little, <laughs> I think everybody was a little Look, underwhelmed. The, 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 the little rainbow comes from the fingers. <laughs> yeah. It was a little underwhelming. Yeah. Very I mean, underwhelming. That, that's what we can expect from Rolex, though. It's the same thing every yeah. year. Well, except oh, for 2020. Man. That's what I said, and I said that. So we except talked about 2020. that. 2020 was great. Yeah, the it last was a biggest hit. 2020 was great. No peace. That was the last biggest surprise. Yes. Like since then, I don't know. Like it was a little under, uh, underwhelming, not super, but just slightly. Um, and Ben, I'm gonna clash with Ben again, but <laughs> we need <laughs> this it. might it's be okay. the theme of the show. Ben and I have very different different opinions, That's fine. but <laughs> I I expect me more from Protect. I I thought there would be some like, I mean, I know there are more watches at Protect, but I know most people love Protect for uh, superficially like the Nautilus and the Aquanaut. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they technically finished all the 5711s, but I expected, I really was hoping for something hot. Oh, from and the tech. they gave me exactly what I wanted by not making another one. Right. That's so exactly I was. What I, said. <laughs> I never want to see a steel time only Nautilus again. Okay, and so I respect far, that, yes. And so far, so it's far. staying true. So far. If they make another one and it's not steel, I'll let it rock. I mean, I think there might as be. As long as it ain't steel. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. It's we, too hot of a watch. I think it'll just be a new movement, like a 50. They're probably going to, yeah. I mean, they 11. have to update the movement. Like, <laughs> it has it. to happen. It's yeah. been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. However, I don't want steel. I think if you keep a steel sports watch, just leave it to the Aquanaut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then 5711 be precious metal only. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what else comes. I mean, oh, they had the other surprise yeah. the other well, day. Well, Terry, he did an interview recently, and at the end of the interview, he was like, oh, there's more coming. There's, when they unveiled the new uh, Mono Pusher Chrono, he goes, this is not the last release of the year. Obviously not. We're four months in. I heard there's another Tiffany coming. I'm, oh. I believe it. Oh, <laughs> oh. I don't know if it's going to be Tiffany no. Blue. As long as it don't say LVMH on it. It probably will. Oh. I'm pretty sure it will. But I heard, I heard a little birdie. Well, there's something in the works. You know what? My going back to Rolex, my million dollar question because I so I love Rolex. Um, I I definitely love Rolex more than these guys over here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you know we we kind of like give Rolex some slack because they are the number one brand and we expect so much more. And then come 2020, um, 2021 watches and one. I mean, yeah, 2022 watches and wonders. We're like. Well, what's going on? Um, what did you think of the GMT? I was half half. I mean, I know there's a lot of hate around it right now because it's <laughs> like it's like a, oh, it's a lefty watch. But okay, hear me out. From a woman, I can give you some. I think it might be a great watch for women because so I wear 
I like a 40 or 41 for Rolex. For round okay. cases, I that's my ideal size. And most okay. people are going to be like, oh, it's too big. But you mm -hmm. know what? That's Watch my channel. You'll see that's all I wear. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. That's my ideal size. Okay. The problem is for these 40s and 41s, the crown, because I have a very small wrist and very bony fingers and mm -hmm. hands, when I actually I crown, press yeah. on, on my left palm, the crown digs into my hand. And yes, it might be a contribution of it being a watch too big for my wrist, but it kind of bugs me. It, not to the point where it's uncomfortable, but it's there. Mm -hmm. So with the new GMT having the crown on the left wrist, I mean the left wrist, the left side, it might be a saver for women who want to wear it, who have tiny wrists, or That's men an interesting perspective. who have tiny wrists. The crown will no longer dig into your wrist, your, yeah. your hand. Um, the date window be on the left though was completely unnecessary. It's weird. That's, that's, that's the beat. Yeah, that, that was I think that was the biggest because beef. it the, shows you that they just flipped the yeah. case. Yeah, the that, thing, the beef, that there was pandering, yeah. and that, and I that think bothered the beef me a that lot. The three of us yeah. have is that it's not a lefty watch. You just turned your GMT upside down. Yeah, it's literally what it is. You didn't make a lefty watch. It's an upside but, down GMT. But they kept the colors. Am I correct? The bezel the same where, because usually for GMTs they do daytime hours in the light color and mm -hmm. the nighttime hours yeah. in the dark color. So they kept it like that. Yeah, green still, is daytime, yeah. black is They put the yeah. black nighttime. on top and green on bottom. But what yeah. they should have did was they should have either made the bezel one color or just made, you know, a lefty diver. I, I, I think that would have been like the smartest I think, thing. I, no, having the two colors on the bezel is fine. It's just why but the watch looks upside, upside down. down. Then when you like, and we said this, when you operate it, then it looks even you know, more so here's, weird here's, too. Here's my theory on the whole thing. I think it's a cool watch. Yeah. The colorway is cool. Totally. I don't even, I, 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 you know, the, here's, I'm going to articulate it this way. I think it's a cool watch. It's great. I think what it did, though, it's so weird of a move for them that it would have been more loved because we anticipated so much had there been more. And... For them, it was like, okay, we showed you everything else. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, wait till you see this left-handed GMT. Everybody's like, and it was like, whoa! Yeah. You should have brought that out with everything else. Where's Where's the other stuff? Yeah. They should have did. They should have did a titanium watch instead. We'd have been more that wild been, by a titanium watch. Yeah. Titanium yacht master fire. Titanium yacht master. Yeah, like that. That was the, that's the lowest right. hanging fruit because you already gave it to us and we was already excited. I mean, it would have been, it would have been, it's just, I felt like everyone expected so much and for them to position that piece as the highlight, yeah, it, that's what made it feel like, oh, okay, yeah. well, yeah, cool, but, the, but, every, but where's yes. everything else? Every piece, every piece that they introduced in the Rolex line, it wasn't even like, it was like innovative. It was like, okay, let's just throw a, mm -hmm. a crown guard on the Air King. But, I mean, let's turn a GMT upside rolling. down. No, no, no. But twenty, but the 2021 was not that. Yeah, I mean, they brought out the color of the OPs, but like what they do, realistically, make them two millimeters bigger and put different colors on them. It already existed. Yeah, but it but it still, it still had that well, excitement. It that, had excitement yeah. because it was fun colors and it's stuff that they've done before and it was in their DNA and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but... <laughs> If y'all, I mean, I have a theory on this lefty GMT. I What's think the it's theory? gonna be around for a year, just like the OPs, and then be gone. Maybe, sure. Well, and that's I, if it gives them grief. I don't think this watch is giving anybody grief. I think it will. I think. It every, I think everybody's will. gonna it's run a brand and looking for new the, Rolex the left-handed GMT. 
And I will say the Pepsi, after, the Pepsi gives Rolex the most no, it grief. No, it doesn't. You can get one. Where? You can get on one. Jube? No. You can get one. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Okay, please. You can get any Rolex you want. <laughs> you cannot get it on Jube. You can get any Rolex you want. There's one and a half million of them to go around. You can get a Rolex. I'm still waiting on a meteorite Daytona. Those are tough. <laughs> that's that hasn't been out you that can, long. You can get a Pepsi on Oyster. You cannot get it on Jube. We're looking at one. <laughs> Beth is different. <laughs> okay, you that's, know what? That's why my shades are on. This is this is a VIP moment. Well, I think I think I'm, I'm on Rashawn's side, and I love that green and black GMT, which I call the Green Lantern. I like it. Oh, I, that's a good nickname I, for it, the Green, Lantern. the Green Lantern. I like that. That's I like probably, that. That's one of the better ones yeah. I've heard. Because it's just, not Sprite to me. Definitely no. not Sprite. Definitely not Sprite. Yellow. Not Sprite. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the Green but, Lantern. Yeah. That might I'm, stick. I'm a big GMT gal. I'm GMT over sub any yes, day. Yes. Same. I mean, I we're, love we're it. talking crazy about Rolex, but my favorite Rolex is a GMT. Yeah. So and then green and black. They haven't, if I'm correct, they've never done a GMT with any with green. green no. no. Well, so, they, they had the black bezel with the green hand. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Which yeah. I, I have that one, so I'm like, it'll be a great little. I'm a GMT gal, so I was like, I don't care what GMT it is, I'll take it. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be after that watch for sure. Yeah. I think there is a lot of excitement just because they, there's a lot of excitement around the brand, yeah. and that that's not going to dis dissipate just because uh, you know. People are underwhelmed. People also haven't seen it in person yet. There's that too. Yeah. Uh, but I do think we're all in agreement in terms of how we were left wanting more. Yes. From Rolex yeah, for I sure. That's it the, was that's it was underwhelming because though. even if you like to hate on them a little bit, you're still kind of waiting for them to, like, <laughs> to make something you want. Do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm with you. I'm with you there. Thinking about what happened with with watches and wonders, but kind of moving ahead. Uh, we do, or at least we did, and I think it's something that we're going to keep around, but we did an annual recap last year, talking about some of our favorite watches and, and um, some of the brands that had like either a breakout year or just like just a really great year. Knowing what we know now, we're at the, we, uh, we just finished Q1, mm -hmm. right? We're entering Q2. But if we could speed up and if, uh, if you had to make a choice, in terms of, let's say we would take a bet and you had to put your money on a brand. Who are you putting your, your money on for brand of the year this year? Just with what you've seen so far, from Watches and Wonders to everything else outside of it. Mm -hmm. What you've seen so far in Q1, who's who's getting Beth T's money? AP. AP, okay. Hands down AP. Mm -hmm. and, why do you, and why do you say that? I mean, did you guys see the drop for the 50th anniversary? Yeah. It, it was just, nuts. It was facts. nuts. It, they kind of just, they just dropped the mic. They did. It was literally yeah. a mic drop moment. Like, there was, unlike Rolex, I mean, sorry, I do love Rolex, but sure. it was like, it wasn't just one watch. It yeah. was multiple. And I, I don't even think people can even pick a favorite because there were so many. There yeah. were a lot of That green down yeah. turb is nuts. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the jumbos, the new colors, the um, so many different colors on different sizes now because mm -hmm. there were a lot of missing things for the smaller sizes yeah. and now they're they're adding more for the people with smaller wrists mm -hmm. for women i think i mean i think ap sold the show and i know i know there's going to be more from ap because i know this isn't it for them yeah this is just as we said q1 mm -hmm. hands down ap sold the show i mean there is a theme too that i think runs along with with ap and similar to what we saw with Omega, though they're in different leagues, mm -hmm. 
of sorts. But you talk about like, you know, like the phrase, like taking your ball off the court mm-hmm. and like running your own game. Yeah. Because they didn't, they weren't at Watches of yeah, Wonders. Yeah, they both did their own thing. They yeah. both did their own thing. And I think that's kind of one of the more interesting things for me is just like Omega doing a move like that. AP, you know their story and why they're behaving the way that they're behaving. They run their business just like, okay, great. We're, you guys are doing that. It's We're kind doing of a this. very powerful mm-hmm. thing. So I yeah. think in terms of like brand of the year, if 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 I, I, I could see like, me putting my money on either one, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you think back, like the hottest watch during Watches and Wonders, and still right now is probably a moon swatch. It's a moon swatch. <laughs> Every, like it's Legit crazy. Moon swatch. Did you get one? It's crazy. I didn't, but I can tell you a story of someone I know who got one. Okay. I mean, I, I, I could have gotten one. I I like them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they're I think cool. It's they're a, fun. It's a great move for Omega because sure. now. Omega's always been a very well-respected brand. It's mm-hmm. actually one of my husband's favorite brands. I do have a favorite Omega, too. But a lot of watch collectors, it's a very watch collector brand. It is. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of other people who don't know watches know Omega, like mm-hmm. they know Rolex. Yes. yes. And so with this move, it introduces a new crowd, specifically the younger hype beast crowd. We talked about that. And yeah. it literally was a genius marketing move because, I mean, look at the storm it caused. I mean, $200, technically, Moonwatch, yeah. affordable, available, you know, and it just opened up their market to this new crowd. That's where all it the money is. It becomes super accessible and then hot. gives them something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something hot. It, this is, you know, the, the guys who collect sneakers. Now they're going to collect these Moonwatches. Then they're going to want to aspire to get the real Moonwatch mm-hmm. in the future. That's the move. That's what Omega's seeing. It's a really and smart move. It, it really, really is genius. I think, uh, you know, they've, yeah. they've introduced themselves to a, a younger crowd, which mm-hmm. is a really smart move. And something that they needed to do yeah. for a while, because a lot of people kind of see Omega as like a, an, an, an older gentleman's mm-hmm. brand or like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, someone who's, you know, further along in, in age. The watch world. Exactly, in that yeah, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then to do it with the Speedmaster and, and obvious, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, by, yeah, yeah, it's like really, really smart because we know like all the people who are collecting Omegas, they're collecting Speedmasters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Reference after reference. Yeah. And so you kind of hit both points because yeah. for the guys and the women who are collecting Speedmasters, they want one of these too. Yep. Yes. Yep. Right? Because it's still another reference. Yep. You know? So and, I, I did get one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're still trying to get one. <laughs> yeah, we're still trying to get one. I mean, so the thing is, it's not limited edition, which you guys yeah. know. So you can get one eventually. It's just a matter of the hype dying down. Yeah. The only thing is, I I was gonna get one, but then I realized I found out like a day or two before that Omega has nothing to do with it. They have really. Yeah, they because I have a deep Omega connection, and I was maybe gonna snag one for my, myself and some friends and family who wanted some. Mm-hmm. But um, my dealer then tells me, okay, well, Omega has nothing to do with it. They cannot help anyone with anything, and they cannot get anyone any watches. They're completely hands off. It's yes, they, yeah. Swatch. So no, this is true. They mm-hmm. so they are involved, Swatch. but they've given it to Swatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did put the suitcases in their boutiques, so you can go right, see them see it. in the boutiques, but they're not for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm not lining up. Like I'm gonna yeah. up for, like I'm, I'm not camping out. I'm not playing this yeah. hype beast game. Unfortunately, but. we did play that game. We did play that and game, and we lost really? miserably. Yeah, we did, but we had a lot of fun. Okay, we well, had a like, lot of fun. We got to meet some some real 
uh, speedy collectors, and uh, it ended up just kind of turning into a watch meet. Yeah. That was really, really fun. We didn't camp out overnight, but we got there really early. Okay. And it, the mm-hmm. line was already crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 150 people ahead of us. Yeah, well, my friend, like, my friend camped out unexpectedly, though, mm. because, like the story I was going to say, he... He actually reached out to me to ask me to help him get the watch. And I said, yeah, I'll try. Then I found out that I had Omega had no pull. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I can't. Sorry. And he was leaving work. Walked by the Swatch store because it's in um, the World Trade Center. That's where we were. Mm-hmm. He was walking after work. And it was 7 p.m. the night before the drop. Mm-hmm. And there were like six people online. Mm-hmm. He oh, was you like, probably oh. saw him, Perry. I probably yeah. did. Yeah. So he was like, oh, looks like I'm not going home. So yeah. <laughs> he, wow. he just joined the line. And yeah. it was kind of like, oh, he started it, couldn't get out. He camped overnight. He was number six or seven. So he definitely got one. He yeah. got one. They um, only had 69. Right. They only so had 69. And there were so hundreds they say. of people. Yeah, so they say. So they say. I but think they there were, was more. There were fights. Like they were, from what he told me, the moment they opened, people were actually grabbing physically the manager and like haggling him. Like, oh, wow. Like there were assaults. There were like, yeah, the they Port were Authority police other. came by and then tried to like yeah. mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. things and like under control yeah, and, so. and simmer everyone down. What, uh, what, planet, his... what planet would you have been after if you could get one? I don't know the planets too well. I just know the colors. <laughs> so which color? Um, you know, I initially liked, was it Saturn? Saturn's the one with the orbit, right? Yeah, yeah Saturn but, was dope. But then my friend who got it told me, can you unsee the clown face on it? So there is like, it looks mm-hmm. like an emoji. I mm-hmm. can't unsee mm-hmm. it. So I was like, well, it maybe look, I... Yeah, it does kind of look like an emoji. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I think if I had to, I'd probably go with the one he chose, which I saw it after he picked it up. It's just the the taupe one with orange. The accents. Jupiter, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Jupiter. Yeah. I yeah. like I like his. It's a good. That's a cool. They're they're all really cool, and yeah. they look much better in person than they photograph. Yeah, yeah. I would just change the strap. But, sure. Yeah, we um, have to. We all kind of throw a NATO or something else. Yeah. On there. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like the strap though. I I rock it on the strap. The strap actually is funny because the strap actually costs more than the watch. <laughs> Sure, I believe that. That strap from Omega is like $280. Yeah. That it's legit. Strap. Like, yeah. yeah, but that, theirs is made of a different material for the Swatch one. It's not the same exact strap. We know, but still, it's like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to play a game real quick. Uh, this game is called Skip, Flip, Keep. Okay. So we present several watches to you, and you decide you skip one, do you flip it or do you keep it? This is a game Rashawn came up with and it's really fun. So if we can, we're going to go back to the distro GMT or the Green Lantern, the Green Lantern. is what we're calling it now. Yes. Um, so I think we all kind of feel like this is going to be a highly coveted watch. Yes. Yeah. Um, if it were presented to you, and I think I have an idea where you stand now, but <laughs> skip, flip, keep. Team Rolex, keep. Respect. I wish I'm with Rashawn on this one. Keeping that one. Keeping this one. Yeah. Okay. This There's is a lot of hate, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot of even even though I dislike it, I would still keep yeah. it. Too. I mean, I think I think people are gonna change their mind when they see it in person. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. you see it on someone's wrist, you can be like, I need that. It's kinda hot. <laughs> that's that's Rolex secret sauce. It is the you secret see sauce. It and you're like, damn. You're like, damn, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh the next one, the RM. 2704 Nadal. 
I would flip that watch. You would flip it? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Are you, do you like RMs? I'm not a Richard Neal gal. Respect. I, I get a lot of questions on it. Mm-hmm. I like them. Don't get me wrong. I don't really love them. They're just not for me. Sure. All. I like them on other people. Yeah. I, I've actually never even tried one on, but I'm just, I don't think I'm a Richard Neal gal. I respect them, love them. I know that Nadal is like, it's very prized. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's based, Nadal is the one who got Richard Neal very popular, mm-hmm. especially that watch. But I like them on other people. Like I, the first woman I technically saw it on was Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Um, she has her own watch actually, by the way. I think she's a brand ambassador, if I'm correct. Looks great on her. Mm-hmm. She actually rocks some red carpet, like a full on gown and a Richard Neal. Like, mm. Looks amazing on her. It's just not for me. I think it's too... It is a flex watch. So one, it sounds really funny, but I probably wouldn't feel safe wearing it around. It's too loud. It's too recognizable. Because it's so recognizable and so flexy. It mm. is a little flexy. Um, I think if the right person wears, wears it, it looks great on them. Just just not for me personally. So, so it's funny. Like I actually got to try one on recently. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Not for me. Yeah. That, that, watch, <laughs> that watch is for me and I'd still flip it. I would I would too. It's a million dollar watch. I mean, but yeah, this watch buy. is going for what? Two million. like two, three million? Million. Mm-hmm. Easy. Is it's it a million? No, I thought it was higher. Regardless, even better. True. Mm-hmm. Flip. You flip. Yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah. you rock it for a couple of days. I'll yeah. rock it for the photo and flip it. <laughs> Immediate. And that joint is on the plane. Uh <laughs> the next one, the uh Piaget Altiplano. This is an interesting one. So they actually, there was a, there was kind of like a re-release. They, they did another one for Watches and Wonders that caught a lot of attention. I think it's a beautiful timepiece. Um, where do you stand with them? I think it's a beautiful piece. Very classic, almost vintage very mm-hmm. clean, very simple, easy, depending on which version of the Altiplano it is. But I would skip. You would I'm, skip. I very much respect Piaget. I think they're a great jewelry brand. Yep. I also I do think they make well respected watches, but I'm not a Piaget gal. I think that it's kind of tough because in the luxury jewelry world, my personal opinion is there really are only two jewelry brands that really make it out as well respected watch brands in the watch world. Okay. And that literally is just. Cartier and mm-hmm. Bulgari. Respect. Mm-hmm. Um, they make beautiful pieces and it fits a certain crowd. It fits mm-hmm. um, certain women. Like women who, I know women who love Von Cleef watches. Yeah. Women and men who love Hermes watches, mm-hmm. um, Chapards. But I think Cartier and Bulgari, they do it best. They did it best for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that market is very slim. It's very hard to break and yeah. very hard to get recognition. Yeah. So, Great watch, very classic, very clean, but I would skip it. Skip. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Respect. Yeah. Um, you had something you wanted to? Well, I I was gonna say I definitely agree with Beth on that, um, on the decision to kind of like skip the uh Piaget. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it is it almost is in that space of like a fashion watch. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's very commercial, it's not something that you would you know, kind of not to say that you want to flex a watch, but one that you know you would kind of take pride in wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a showpiece. Mm-hmm. 
it is something that you will wear to like a gala, you know, a cocktail outing or whatever. But past that, it sits in the box. Yeah. It's in the drawer. I see it more as jewelry than a watch. It's kind of a flex to put a Piaget in the drawer, though. Just leave it there. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> that one. Like, just, like, leave it there, and it's just, like, chilling. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, whatever. We'll get around to that. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but that was fun. Um, and, yeah, so we, we're, we're keeping the, the, the Green Lantern GMT, flipping the Dadal, mm-hmm. and you're skipping the Piaget. Yes. Boom. There boom, you have boom, it. Boom, boom. Um, I do want the GMT. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I think that whole side right there, I think you guys are team, team Rolex over here. Yes. Team, yeah, Team yes. Green Lantern. Yes. Um, so we talked about a lot of watches. This was fun. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you uh, before we wrap, um, you have a really good sense of what you like aesthetically, the brands that you're passionate about. And um, and why and, and, and what suits you and, and your personal taste. Um, and you shared with us a little bit about what what you want, kind of what's on your short list. But what is uh, what is your grail watch? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the thing that you've got to have on the wrist before it's all said and done? That one piece. What do you mean by all said and done? Like. You have to experience this watch as, as you have to own this piece before like time runs out. As Grail be, watch. Like before I die? Yeah. Oh, okay. AP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is the, and it still breaks my heart to this day because it's been my grail for a while, still mm-hmm. is. It's the Salmon Dial Jumbo. Okay. The Royal Oak. Um, white gold. Salmon Dial 39 millimeter extra thin. And it breaks my heart because as of this year, that watch is now discontinued. Mm-hmm. I was chasing it so hard for so long. If I wanted, I'd obviously, unfortunately, have to go secondhand market. But the value of that watch, even before it was discontinued, was yeah. just sky high. Now it's just going to shoot even higher. Um, that watch I have to have and like before I die. But when, that's why I asked you, what do you mean before it's said and done? Because it technically is done being produced. No, I, yes. <laughs> it is done being produced. But yeah, that didn't we see one recently? So beautiful. Was that? Did they have that at the Phillips event we went? No, they didn't have. No, there they was did. another they did. Oh, it wasn't the same one. That it wasn't the jumbo. Oh, it's not. It wasn't the jumbo. I don't think. I think it was the first salmon dial. No, they had the first one and then they had the new one as well. Both okay. there. Because I thought I saw one there. Mm-hmm. They had two. They had the the older version as well as the most. Most uh, that was a beautiful time. Recent version, I just love that watch so much. I it's mean, really pretty. It's so unique. I've seen a couple in person. They call it salmon, but it's not even salmon. Obviously, it's more like a mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. It pulls more yellow than pink, honestly. Yeah. But the color is just such a unique. I'm I'm a sucker for bright dials, whites and colors. Mm-hmm. I I'm blues. I rarely go towards black dials. And if it is a black dial, it's got to have some color in it, like the Pepsi has the blue and red bezel. So I love a unique color. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that watch, I was like, and the white gold sucker for Royal Oaks, as you guys know. So Mm -hmm. that's been my grail for a very long time. Respect. But then after they discontinued it and they dropped the 50th anniversaries this year, 
technically the replacement is that new gold jumbo mm -hmm. the, the all yellow golds with the yellow gold dial and smokes out into black yeah. mm. it's kind that's, of the replacement nice. it is nice like it's that. kind of the replacement didn't Le i saw lebron had one recently didn't he i think he does yeah, yeah he has that one damn he got it yeah <laughs> lebron has everything he's the number one but basketball player in the world but he's also the brand ambassador for ap that's right he is he is a brand ambassador for ap mm -hmm. that's right you can also he wore, technically he wore the the the, 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 the nautilus sure i mean well you don't what are you gonna say to lebron yeah <laughs> true true greatest uh, athlete but yeah he ever. did I, th I thought i saw him wearing one recently mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah so that jump that gold jumbo is technically the replacement grail mm -hmm. if i can't get the salmon yeah. you, you can you can technically still get a a salmon dial if you get a minute repeater Oh no, that one's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Retail is probably as much as the discontinued jumbo. Exactly. Yeah. The, the retail price. I also think it's bigger. Yeah, it's a it's 41. Like, it's a 41. I can't wear a 41. Um, the reason why I can wear the jumbo is because even though it's 39, it's extra thin. Yeah, it's so thin. it sits better on my wrist. Mm -hmm. And then I have another grail because I don't really have a grail except for like I have a couple of grails. What are some of the other ones? Last one probably I'd be chasing is the FP Journ. Quantum Met Blue. Okay. I love that watch. That's a beautiful. Have watch. you guys seen it in person? I haven't yeah. seen it in person. Uh, yeah. It's it's nice. That's yeah. a blue watch. I'd make an exception. Yeah. For. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's some. There's three. That's one of them. Yeah. It's, the other one, you'd be happy about it's two different. Respect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that Quantum. I saw it. I actually um, met a subscriber, and he was wearing the watch, mm. and I got to see it on his wrist. He had uh, let me try it on. It was just that blue. It's comparable to Vacheron's blue because I love Vacheron's blue, but that blue, it's unreal. I mean, and the corner blue, it's just so simple. It legitimately, it's just the time. It's very simple. It's just a round case. Yeah. It's tantalum, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tantalum. Mm -hmm. um, you can change out the strap, but it's so simple, so elegant. The blue just speaks for itself. Literally. They're opening a boutique here, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it opens very soon. It's in Soho or it is. It's in Soho. Soho. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that watch. But that's that'll be, be interesting. that's like too high. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's too impossible. <laughs> but that would be a great one if yeah. I could. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Um, so that just about does it for us. Thank you for, for joining us this evening. This has been a lot of fun. Such a pleasure. It's great getting to know you and, and get your perspective one on one with some of the pieces that you own and and your point of view and perspective on the watch world. So appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you Much for having me. It. Um, you folks out there know where to catch us. We're on Instagram at wristcheckpod, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio, and video. We are readily available to chat in the comment section. I love looking through comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do now. It really is a lot of fun to connect with you all. Um, you can search and find Beth T on YouTube. Uh, she has an amazing show that I'm a big fan of. And uh, that takes it for us. Yep. We'll catch you next week. Yep. Peace. Peace. Peace.